and we're here on another episode of The War Room on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and I'm joined by avid Brooklyn Nine-Nine and uh, Parks and Rec fan Shelby Liska, who's also the new head coach of the Parsons Vikings softball team. Coach Liska, how are we doing today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, Sean. Uh, how would you say you're more defined by the Parks and Rec or the Parsons softball job? <laughs> because you brought in a uh, thermos that is covered in Parks and Rec stickers, and you're wearing the Parsons softball hat. So, <laughs> husband's nowhere to be found. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say uh, I'm a little bit of Leslie, a little bit of Ron. And... There we go. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes of Parks and Rec was when they made up after the, it was like in the last season when they were. Uh, they had their big long feud going on, and then they got locked into the office together <laughs> yes. and and hashed it out. Yes, I just love that they finally set off the landmark. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> finally had to resolve their issues. <laughs> um, let's talk about Parson softball. I have you're the first Parson softball coach I've had on. Caleb's been on, but he's talked about soccer before. Uh, I'm very curious from your perspective. It's an open-ended question, and we'll dive into it. But we know the state of Parsons softball right now. Haven't won a game since 2017. And and it's not like you have some freshman class right now that was full of travel all-stars or anything that's immediately going to turn around. How do you approach this job knowing the state it's in right now? I just uh, approach it one foot forward, one day at a time. Um, like we spoke in the beginning of the season, you know, we need to get better every day. We're getting better every day. Um, then I'm happy with the team and happy with the progress we're making. Um, I've been watching a lot of college softball um, on ESPN. That's a mm-hmm. big hobby of mine. And Virginia, I tell people all the time you yeah. get better by watching it. Exactly. Virginia was playing Florida State, and you just have to have the season of experience, and then that season of experience leads to bigger and better things. So this group that I have, I have a big senior class that – um, came in as freshmen with me. Two of those girls I've taught softball, and you know it's a little it's a little different being the assistant coach to the head coach. But I have one junior, and then I have a big sophomore class that is coming in, getting the experience and and helping turn the program around. So you know we're just learning the fundamentals, learning the game of softball, and like I said, getting better every day. I know you were the. I know you were at least the assistant last year. How long mm-hmm. were the assistant under Caleb? I was the assistant for three, including COVID. So, so basically two. Okay. Yes. So every year, but it's first then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we're. Uh, what's first off? What's your backstory beyond that, or beyond uh, when you came to Parsons? I know you played at uh, Missouri Southern State. That's about all I know of you. I couldn't tell you where you're from or anything like yeah. that. So what what what's the resume bio section say about you? I grew up in Ozark, Missouri. Softball was a big thing. I have been raised and around a, a really strong group of women all the same age, and we grew up playing softball together. And then we played travel ball together, and then we're so excited to make our Ozark program better as freshmen and came in young, naive, having fun, and really helped put Ozark softball on the map and we had Yancey Little and Kent Doyle we had great coaches that we had great coaches we had great parent support and so we just had fun and ended up my sophomore year we took it to state and ended up getting fourth and then my junior year we let me see we won districts and then we were knocked out next round by Webb City and then my senior year Nixa one of our rivals in 
um, districts beat us for the championship. What year did you graduate high school? 2010. Okay. Yeah. So we. Gra- so we're the same graduating. Yeah. Class. Okay. Awesome. But we had a lot of experience, a lot of softball, a lot of games. And then from there, I was lucky enough to go play at Missouri Southern State and had a lot of experience there. Didn't play my freshman year, um, sat out, but then moved to first base, then ended my last two years in right field. And, you know, just like I said, learned a lot from the team, learned a lot from coaching what I want to be as a coach and what I don't want to be as a coach as well. And then from there, when I was student teaching, Baxter Springs gave me a call and they Mm -hmm. said, hey, we want you to student teach and we want you to coach our program. And a a friend of mine, Nicole Hudson, who was an all-star at Webb City, she coached me one year um, at Missouri Southern State and played at Mizzou, played um, junior Olympic team. She um, referred me to the program and so... I coached one year with Baxter Springs and then one year at East Newton softball. So this is technically my third year being a head coach, but Mm -hmm. my first year here with the Parsons program. So I've seen a lot of softball. I'll tell you what, I can't remember the exact year it was, but I'm trying to think it might have aligned with the one year you were at Baxter Springs, the year the CNC League produced three state champions. Yes. That was, and I believe another team that made the state tournament somewhere on there. Yes. that league is... It's unreal. It's unreal. You have Gerard, you have Galena, you have Baxter Springs, you have Frontenac. I mean, those are the four that come to my mind. There was even a time when Colgan would just get decimated in league play every year, the whole the whole year. They mm-hmm. would just really struggle in the regular season. I'm talking like maybe one in two, three games a year in the regular season. Then go into the regional and just and just steamroll there everybody that was there because guess what right. those weren't CNC teams that were <laughs> right, playing in their two right. A regional right and go make the state tournament yeah I mean it that uh, I believe the year that they produced three state champions I know Gerard was one of them and I know Riverton was one of Riverton, them Riverton that's the other person I was yeah or the other I believe school. Frontenac yes was the other I one think as Frontenac well. was the other one Cassie uh, Cassie Rooms over there is a she's amazing she's a great coach one, one of, of my, my good friends uh, Alicia. Um, Poti, it's now changed since she's been married, but she coached with her for a few years. And Alicia grew up at Girard, and I played with her at Missouri Southern State, mm-hmm. and she was a shortstop with us. And yeah. unreal, unreal athletes that they're producing. The lasting image I ever have of Cassie Rooms is, I believe, it was either when they won the regional or a state title, one or the other, I can't remember. It, this this coach, who is like eight months pregnant, is sprinting <laughs> yes. down the third baseline <laughs> celebrating. Yes. Like, is. Like without a hitch at her step, <laughs> that uh, and you know she sent a lot. There's a lot of front. There's a lot of the CNC girls over the years that have played here at Labette. Mm-hmm. I know they can produce good talent. You were in that league for a year. You, right. You've played college softball. What are you taking from from all your stops before? What are you taking into this Parsons program? I'm definitely going back to basics and the fundamentals. Um, teaching the girls exactly what I want out of practice. Exactly what I expected them as athletes and exactly what I want for my softball program. So there's no question of what I want as a coach and they definitely are taking that. And so I'm taking the experiences as well as is a humbling experience because going into Baxter Springs, going into East Newton, you have girls that have the softball knowledge that are playing on travel teams that are playing outside of high school softball and I'm taking that and I'm realizing that's not the case here for this program. And so I'm getting with Gary Chrisman and we are getting the rec league going. Um, I'm helping with a clinic coming up soon 
And I really want these young kids to be excited to play softball. Mm -hmm. So we need to start them off young so that way when they come to high school and they see me, they know exactly what I expect as well. The youth program here, and this is this is not insulting anybody that's mm-hmm. been involved with the Parsons Rec because, I mean, you can't put a gun to little girls' heads and make them sign up. But right. the, 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 the youth league here has almost been non-existent, right. much less anything that's sort of robust or would generate interest. Mm-hmm. Now, is is a non-robustly maybe directly responsible for struggles at the high school level? I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I know it's not helping. And I know baseball has a much more robust mm-hmm. youth scene here uh, that that levels out that I believe over time sustains the Parsons High School baseball program right. where they may have a bad year and they jump and they've jumped immediately back. They're a competitive team. I think they're going to be a competitive team this mm-hmm. year when they really didn't have a great season the last two outings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whereas softball, just nothing was coming. And I think a problem where I think when you get to class four A schools and below. That that presence of track and baseball slash softball, depending on the gender, mm-hmm. uh, it, it starts to really siphon one or the other off. Like it's very rare to have w- either a very good girls track team and a good soft girls softball team, or a good boys baseball team and a good boys track team. One usually takes from the other, right? And I think I, my guess is, I mean, you see it firsthand. That problem is compounding because now you've got girls that usually would choose like one or the other, maybe based on what sport's doing better or where all her, oh, her friends are. They're all going to track now. Exactly. You're not just losing maybe a few good athletes off the top. You're losing you're losing the think, starting five from the basketball team and the volleyball team. I think a lot of it too is that that um, that willingness to be uncomfortable. I think yeah. people are running away from that from Parsons softball that instead of being a standout athlete for the team or to help be that one explosive athlete for our team, they are possibly escaping, going to another sport, mm-hmm. another school. And, you know, we're losing, we're losing athletes and I realize that. And so I want to make it a mission to make our rec league powerful whether it's in numbers, whether the volunteers that help, they know exactly what they're talking about. Excuse me. And I also want Parsons softball to be the the team that other athletes want to play for. And mm-hmm. they're and they're not. They're running away. Yeah. And I want to put an end to that. How do you what maybe maybe there's not a concrete answer to this question, but how how do you make Parsons soft the challenge of Parsons mm-hmm. softball e- even approachable? Because I gotta admit, I would it's not that I mean I get what you mean by running away. I think that has the wrong connotation. Mm-hmm. I think it's just overwhelming to look at the challenge of Parsons softball right now. Right. Like, oh my gosh, I, there, there's nothing. I mean, it's a you're asking me to climb Everest with almost no training to mm-hmm. a degree. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you make that challenge more accessible to to uh, any girl in that in that hallway that might want to play? Well, I think it's a lot of buy in. Um, I've been around for now three years as the assistant. The girls have seen how I. <laughs> coach they see how I interact with them they see that I hopefully they see that I have the knowledge and the experience behind to back it up and um, you know also providing opportunities in the summer there was no softball in the summer and so the girls didn't have an opportunity to get better together there we have to make them feel the pride to come to preseason workouts and get better not only physically but mentally we need to be mentally tougher and so I think just having that buy-in of, 
I want to do well for this team. I want to do well personally. And, um, you know, I have connections with other coaches that I can pick up the phone and say, hey, I have an athlete here that is willing to play on. And thankfully, with my credentials, I can call a coach and hopefully they can take my word for it. I really <laughs> enjoy Ryan Phillips at um, with the um, Labette softball team and how he coach how he coaches. I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I have coached or I've played against him uh, with being at Missouri Southern. And so he would come and play you guys in the fall. He would come and play us in the fall. Yeah. And so I would hope that not only my athletes and my upcoming athletes entrust that I know what I'm doing, but also their adults know that they feel confident in what I'm doing. It's also odd to a degree. And, you know, I've had this conversation with Ryan Phillips that you have a college softball program in town Mm -hmm. that. Okay, they're not winning national titles left and right, but or even conference titles left and right, but they're routinely nationally ranked. They're a exactly. good college softball program right. right here in town. Right. But then that next step down, high school, it, it's it's a one eighty from what that right. looks like. Right. And how do how do we get what clearly is a town that can have good softball, mm-hmm. how do we get the high school to take advantage of that? Let's go can we go to a quick break and yeah, we'll come absolutely. back and talk a little more? Uh, more Shelby Liska, uh, Parks and Rec super fan and Parsons Vikings <laughs> softball coach uh, when we come back here on the War Room. Don't go anywhere. And we're back here with Shelby Liska, the Parsons Vikings softball coach. I'm your host, Sean Fry, here on the War Room. Coach Liska, we were just talking about, you know, how we, you know, how important a, uh, we were talking off air about how important a youth league can be to sustaining a program. Uh, how do you go about, you talk about coordinating with the Parsons Recreation Commission. How are you kind of going about doing that with some vision you have there? So I was talking to my husband, Wade Liska, who's my assistant, and and Jamie Wells, my other assistant, and we realized that we need... Jamie played for Ryan, by the way. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, uh, I realized that we really need to get the youth involved. And so I know from past years that Caleb would help out with the tryouts that they would do to help place girls on teams and split the teams evenly. And I reached out to Gary and I said, hey, instead of doing just a three-hour Sunday tryout, essentially, I'm like, I will lead. Let's let's get it on the books now. I will lead a clinic for free Saturday and Sunday. We'll split it evenly by age group. So that way I can run the drills. We can really test the girls and see where they're at ability-wise. And then whatever parent volunteer or adult volunteer wants to come out, come on the field, listen to how I'm instructing, listen to the drills I'm doing. I'm happy to donate my time because that is how committed I am to this program. And and seeing the girls who have not given up on my high school team, I, I feel like good, good things are, are on the horizon mm-hmm. for this team. And so that's one way that we are going to initially help the rec program this fall. Uh, I teach third graders they get very excited. They they know of me. And so we just want them to develop a love, a love for the game now because it goes rec and then we don't have middle school softball. And so they take that those three years off unless they're doing travel ball and then they jump right in high school and like volleyball where they have middle school volleyball. They have middle school basketball. They have middle school basketball. And Even so, at middle school track. Right. And so we're kind of in that twilight zone right now with softball. And I don't want to jump into anything head first without really preparing myself and my my coaching staff but we've got to figure something out for the time being so that way we can get these kids excited about softball at a young age mm-hmm. what uh you, you know we were talking about 
you know, you bring up great points, and I think you bring up the point of really just the the on the the hands on coordination and in, in, in communicating and building all the connections with the with with the youth programs in town. I mean, I remember when Parsons baseball won, took, got third in the state, won the third place game. There's only two teams in every class every year that get to say they won their last game of the year. Right. It's the state champion and the third place winner. Right. And Parsons was one of those teams in 2017. But not only did they not play for a state title in, in a tournament where after they pulled off an upset in the first round, they feel like they should have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They really didn't do well the next year, even though they brought nearly everybody back except their starting pitcher from that year. And so you had the Parsons baseball coaches, Gerald Beermore, uh, you know, uh, and others on staff going, we needed more depth at pitching. So Gerald Beermore and others immediately got together at, ba- like, I think literally at one of, the, one of their houses and, and, you know, having a beer night, and they go, okay, we're going to make sure that with these group of kids that we have, like some of these 12s, these 11s, and these 10s, they're all going to pitch. And then we're going to identify maybe the top three or four in each age group, and, and they'll get a little more time and a little more additional instruction. But we are going to build this depth right now and when they're 10 years old. And by the time they get here when they're 14, they'll be ready. That's, right. And you're, you're seeing that now because Parsons has pitchers like, I, I believe Landon Wheat was in Babe Ruth when mm-hmm. that happened, and now right. he's a pitcher for Parsons. Well, and I think about my brother when he was young growing up. They had Legion Ball, and every single kid – on the team, learned how to pitch. It didn't matter. And I think that's the difference between <laughs> baseball and softball. Softball, you pick, you know, a couple, and then you have your catcher, and then you go from there. But in baseball, it is required that they all learn to pitch. And I'm not saying everybody in softball needs to learn how to pitch, but definitely you can, if you're willing to work hard and um, work in the off season, you can become a pitcher, but you, you've got to put time into it as well. Yeah. And you can become a High school pitcher. I mean, and let's just be real. The opportunity exists with Parsons softball for you to come in and make an impact. Right. Thank you. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. You know, just trying to take the Ozark experience and the mentality. I was a starting pitcher there. Um, A friend of mine, Sydney, we split time on the mound and at third. And it's, you know, our coach always harped at us mentally tough, mentally tough, mentally tough. And so now that these girls are developing these fundamental skills and they're applying it, it's then when the pressure's on, hey, you mm-hmm. got to be mentally tough. You got to dig deep right here. You're not giving up. We've trained you for these situations and these moments. And then it's the coaching staff. We believe in them. It's mm-hmm. them digging deep and believing in, in themselves. When you played high school in Ozark, was that close at all to Forsyth, Missouri? Not as close as you think, but that's like the Branson area. So okay. about an hour away. Did you ever play them? No, we didn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine played softball for for them nice. before she graduated. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I mean, you were part of a high school team, but what was the deepest you guys went in high school in terms of uh, a postseason run? Pro- postseason, we took third. We went to state my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So every year we went to districts. Um, we won district except my senior year. and um, But we, ha- we had that taste of state, and it was exciting. Wh- how does – what is something when it comes to – being a high school kid that plays on a team that goes to state, what's something that you learned that you're going to have to hammer into the Parsons program every day for what will likely be multiple years? What's what's an aspect of a specific year like that that gets you to that point? Yeah, I definitely think <laughs> when I went to state, I realized, 
oh, we're good, but we're not the best. And seeing those Kansas City teams where they just go all out, those St. Louis teams, I mean, it's a different league up there. And um, after we played my sophomore year in state, our coach revved up our schedule and he made it tougher. And so we went to Blue Springs tournament. We went to all these different tournaments together as a high school team. I know at Baxter Springs, we went to the Fort Scott softball tournament at the beginning of the season. And I definitely want a tough schedule, but I also want to be realistic in our schedule right now. I want to create a schedule for our team where the girls feel they can compete. And then when we're seeing more and more success, I want to rev up the schedule. I want to get those other teams in and I want to get us in tournaments and I really want to test their mental and physical abilities and get that schedule tougher. Uh, your first game was against Chanute uh, this past week. Uh, 15-0 loss. What was it, in three or four innings? It was in four. It was in yeah. four. Uh, how do you... Obviously, nobody was expecting the turnaround to happen literally overnight. Right. But uh, I know that was your first game as the head coach for Parsons. And I know, uh, and you know, it's easier to maybe stay motivated when you don't know how the season's going to go, mm-hmm. and every, and it's still those first few weeks of practice. Uh, what was maybe the takeaway from that, and how and how you keep some of those girls committed that are on the roster right now? Well, it's definitely showing them things that they did well. So we had a debriefing after the game, and then the next day at practice, the coaches and I got together and we made a list of all the things that we saw that we specifically taught this season alone and that they already went and had went ahead and produced. So we're keeping tracks of getting the opposing team leadoff batter out. We're getting um, hard ground ball hits, um, all these different things we're keeping track of as a team. And so we went through the roster and then we went through each specific girl who contributed to an amazing play at one point in the game. And one thing that, you know, the girls were, they were bums about not putting up runs, but there was a point, so first inning, second inning, we got the leadoff batter out for Chanute, and then third inning is where they really broke it open. And so the leadoff got on, then we had a walk, then they had hits, and they're clearing, clearing the bases. And at one point, you know, you're thinking, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to be old Parsons where we fold in three, or are we going to get this last out, and we're going to come back and go another inning? And so to see the girls dig deep, get that last out, and then go an extra, go another inning was mm-hmm. was monumental, I think, mentally for them. And so we started there. And the next day at practice, we talked about how teams are going to steal on us. They're going to get aggressive leads. They are going to try to get us to throw behind the runner. And so immediately that next day at practice, we were like, this is how you handle it. And we've been practicing that all week because we know just it's not only going to be Chanute. It's going to be the other teams that are going to do that to us. So mm-hmm. um, we're just putting them in game-like uh, scenarios and situations and seeing how they respond to the pressure. Without really sounding, again, sounding like I'm being a harsh critic. You, you say that stuff, it's because people are going to try and pick on you, basically. Oh, oh, 100%. Well, and the thing is, too, is I think Chanute was shocked they didn't put a run on us first inning. And yeah. I think they were upset. And you could see it. You could feel the tension in the air. And when we start to score runs, I think teams are going to be upset that Parsons softball is improving. And the coaches are going to start talking, and, and we want them to talk. We we don't we don't have an, a target on our back, but we definitely know we're the underdog, and we're ready to take a challenge. Mm-hmm. So we, we have that fight mentality. And like I said, these girls keep showing up. They have that fight mentality. They At any point in time, they could be like, you know, I'm over this. But 
they keep coming back and they keep working harder and harder. Real quick, I've I've wanted to ask, what do you teach at Parsons? I know you're not at the high school, right? No, I'm at Garfield. I'm in third grade. Yes. Okay. Yes, and they um, third grade. (laughs) They came in. Oh my god. They knew. They knew it was game day. They were hyped. They wished me good luck. And the next day, the first thing they asked, it wasn't good morning. It was how'd you do? And I looked at them and I said, you know what? My team decided to not hit the ball. And they said. (laughs) excuse me? (laughs) And I said, yeah, they asked how many runs and I told them a big old zero. And they were like, that is unacceptable. You need to tell them that they need to learn to hit the ball, put the ball in play. And I was like, you can tell this is my classroom. (laughs) They're they're not wrong. (laughs) They're not wrong. They're not wrong. And the girls didn't believe me. And one of, one of the softball girls came into my room the next day and, and I told my class, I said, Hey, this is one of my softball girls. And they were like, can you learn to hit the ball? Like, let's go. So, you know, I'm, we're getting that. We're getting, I do, I do. And uh, so we're getting that buy-in at a, at an early age with my third graders. And <laughs> and uh, it's exciting. It's awesome. exciting to hear. Uh, Coach Liska, thank you for coming on yes. uh, the War Room. I appreciate it. I can tell you've at least been around media before. Like, <laughs> yeah. you've played in college. You've been on a team that's been the state. You've been a head coach before. You know how to talk to the media. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and I appreciate the coverage uh, as well. No problem. Uh, that'll do it here on the War Room. Once again, uh, Shelby, thanks for coming on. That'll do it here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.